0: Welcome, and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship, and mission, and we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social, and economic renewal in our immediate communities, and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. So we are discussing the margin of the Lord's house will be established on top of the mountains and shall be exalted. Do you know exalted? Lifted far above the hills. All those little, little things you're involved in, the little hills. The mountain of the Lord's house shall be what? Lifted far above. And the most important thing you can do with your life is to serve in that mountain significantly. And I'm going to tell you how you can do that. First of all, last night I got messages until late night. Some of you didn't want me to have supper. So I decided to eat dinner in faith that you were responding. And I can tell you just one of the locations sent me a list of like 50 people who are saying yes to the call of God. So my, my words have not fallen to the ground. Altogether, I think I've received like more than 300 people who are willing to serve God with all their lives. So thank you, Jesus. A little one shall become a thousand and a small one a strong nation you see there's this thing we do in churches some churches not worship not grace city church where we give people insignificant work do you know insignificant work the one that does not lead to a thousand we tell you be an usher You stand there and you usher for 20 years. We even give you a certificate and are they called plaques, plaques? I've had plaque from this side and plaque from this side. I don't know what the average would be. Plaque. We even give you a plaque. You put it in your sitting room. You are like, I ushered for 20 years. Which is good. We need ushers. But there was no significance because we didn 't give you an opportunity to to produce sons and daughters in the Lord. I want to charge you not to serve insignificantly in this church or any church you go to. Someone could put for me that in number one it 's just cold and I 'm making it colder. Just one is enough so serve significantly that's why at this church we give you opportunity to make disciples that's the thing make disciples you see all these guys here who play on this team yeah they can tell you come and play you play you play you play People celebrate you, man. You play. And then the rest of your life is a hassle because they didn't, they just used you. We use people. You get someone as skilled as Jonah or Jetty. You are you are like, as long as you can give, give me the Sunday service, we are good. You can do whatever else you want with your life. Here we don't allow it. He's a mission community leader. Seven Are you a mission of community leader or cohort shepherd already? Mission of community leader on his way to, to being a cohort shepherd. Yeah. Jonah is a mission of community leader. Jetty is a mission of community leader about to be a cohort shepherd. Bish is a location pastor. Yeah. And your location has how many people? 470. How many church guitarists do you know who have 470 disciples? Yeah. Mint is a mission community leader. Yeah. Am I lying? I'm not lying. I'm not even sitting. I'm standing. Anastrash is a Zono pastor. Yeah. And a worship of Bish is yeah. location pastor, a worship of Skira. is yeah. Yeah. a cohort shepherd. Yeah. I will not tell you with whom, but he is a cohort shepherd. So you, you just be seeing some guy there playing his saxophone. You don't know he has like 70 people he's discipling. Please, let's not do this stuff of insignificant things. Just pretense, religion. You come to church, you come to church, you come to church. You sweep, you walk. You see, even the guys who clean this building. Guys like Stuart Mkiza. Martin Hamia. They are mission community leaders. Yeah. The guys who you you might be there clean here. Remove there. You don't know you're talking to a giant in the in the in the kingdom. Yeah. You find a giant cleaning. You don't know that is a disciple with many disciples on his way to being a court shepherd and a location pastor. Yeah. Significance! Yeah. This business of come, play the guitar, go home, play, go home, clean, go home, arrange chairs, go home. Where was that in Jesus' vision? Am I making sense? Yeah. So this is about significance. Where you stand up and say, These are the children the Lord has given me. We are for signs and wonders. Do you understand? One time we went for fearless summit at Mavuno. That must have been twenty. 19, 18, one of the, the 2018. So they invited the worship harvest music team to lead one session. Pastor Angie was leading it. Everyone on that team who was singing on the mic was a location pastor, except one person, Solo Menantairo. Do you remember? And I just walked by her and say, you, you, you're already there. Because you, did you see who you were singing with? Now. now? Double mega multiple. Pastor. How many people are in your church? How many people are in your church? That's best one thousand twelve discipleship seven hundred and seventeen. One thousand twelve. A little one has become she was an administrator at Washipaves Katikati. and she was a good one. So you could have said, Omani, you you are good at administration. You know that's also one of the gifts of administration. So stay here administrate until you are 70 and you hand over, then we give you a plaque. Now she's on her way to impacting hundreds of thousands, millions of people. You watch. You watch. And unlike unlike the majority of the people in this room, she had the wisdom to start early. So what You see, when you are a discipler, time is on your side. When you are this stuff of being around, around church, I'm going to church, I'm going to To do what? <laughs> time is against you. The older you grow, the less significant your life becomes. They soon replace you. You see, you can't be the guitarist, the bassist until you're 70. Yeah. At some point, the other younger bassists who come up who play incredible things. And then they say, Mzei, tuwe na fetu kubemo. That <laughs> is is not Mzei by the chance, But I, I'm telling you what happens. Yeah. Mzei, tuwe tu kubemo. Kubanga ucha kubachi dandari, ya tenda significance make disciples don't just serve in the Lord's house in an inseg- I, I'm here to tell you everyone else everything else you're doing is just additional service I lead worship who cares yeah. we can we can just go there in the houses and teach the Bible without any worship sessions But who is going to teach the Bible? The Bible, it's the disciples. I count money, who cares? That's not a ministry. Counting money is not a ministry. That one, can a non-believer count money? Yes, yeah. You don't need the Holy Spirit to count money. That's not a ministry. So whoever has been masquerading that you're a minister because you count money. A little one shall become a thousand. That's the deal. If you're a church person who just wants your normal religious, long ago useless, we got tired of it already, church life. Find another church. This won't work for you because here we are expecting you to show us a thousand people minimum for your so-called faith like her. Do you understand? Yeah. You see, we have played church too long while well, the world around us is getting destroyed. We am an intercessor. Intercessor. Our intercessor is Jesus. He lives to make intercession for them. Whoever invented the ministry of intercession in church, they need to be caned. intercessor. Jesus told the disciples that the harvest is plenty, the laborers are few. Pray the Lord of the harvest to send laborers into his harvest. Go therefore. The same people praying are the same people going. Yeah, pray verse 38 is pray let now we later bond. Let's see if thirty nine if it will work, but I know I'm more familiar with Luke Ten. Can you give me the next verse you're so kind? So that I know if it's the one. To be okay. 10. Luke ten. Luka Sulakumi. On your Pray, the Lord of the Harvest send out laborers into His verse, harvest. Number, verse number three. Go your way. Yeah. The same people praying and the same people going. That's why this word alive. You see, when Jesus said the Holy Spirit will come, it is who went to, into prayer, the disciples the, into the upper room. Then they sent someone else to go do the ministry. They're the ones who went. Yeah. Come on now. Okay, sit down. Sit down. Let's, let's get into some more text. So the point I'm making is that if the if the 16, 17, people who are being discipled in this church all chose to become a thousand. If they all responded to this fast, we would be able to reach 17 million people with the gospel. It's not complicated. It's not about Moses, whoever, doing everything. No, it's you doing your part. How do you do your part? Don't go look for a thousand people. Look for a few people that you can disciple and those people can disciple others and then those can disciple others. Am I making sense? That's a deal, y'all. You've got a good deal. Good deal. In this mountain of the Lord's house, everyone gets to play. Yeah, here we don't have a substitute bench. Mm -mm. Here, everyone gets to play. Everyone gets to play. Yeah. There is no katebe. You are not there. Your feet are itching. You are like, when do they get me on? When do they get me on? No, you are already on. You are already on. Start playing. Don't hang around church. You are the church. Become a discipler. Do you know that Worship Havis Chevando has more than a thousand people? And yet they don't have a Sunday garage venue. They don't meet for Sunday service. A thousand people, they don't meet for service. You are there. You are there to start. Do you know Machines. Machines. Sound equipment. You are fundraising for machines people already at a thousand they are going to go to this lady here paul and victor they are very anointed i'm telling you and they are very aligned yeah their cluster leaders will tell you that they are super aligned before you know it there will be two three thousand four five yeah yes yeah I don't Paul. if I tell her to speak here, you will not understand her English. Because it's like out of this world. But you ask yourself. (laughs) So stop waiting for some appointment. I was appointed to be the one who puts numbers on chairs. Carry the pastor's Bible. No, we don't even use, I use a phone. So you will not get anything. Go make disciples. Stop disturbing us. Go make disciples who make disciples who make. Matthew chapter 16. Jesus is having a conversation with his disciples. But he said to them let us be together huh but who do you say that I am Simon Peter answered and said You are the Christ the son of the living God Simon Peter had the revelation that Jesus was the son of God that he was the Messiah that he was the anointed one Come on now Jesus answered and said to him Blessed are you Simon Bar Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. In other words, if you recognize Jesus as the Son of God, as the anointed one, as the Messiah, you are blessed. You are blessed. Because it's telling Simon, You are blessed. Why are you blessed? you have got the revelation of who I really am. And Jesus proceeded to say some things about him. And I also said to you that you are Peter, meaning rock, not Simon, just Simon. Now you are what? Rock, Peter. And on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hate shall not prevail against it. He's telling him, dude, He's like, just looking at me, hanging around with me, you would never tell that I'm the son of God. So he tells him that thing, it's a revelation. You're blessed to have that revelation. That's what he's telling Peter. You're blessed to have the revelation that I'm the son of God, I'm the Messiah, I'm the anointed one, I'm the Christ elsewhere we've talked about the principle of reciprocal recognition which is not the main point here that I'm teaching this morning but I'll hint on it just in case some people this is the only thing they have ever watched me teach recognition births recognition Peter in recognizing who Jesus really was Jesus recognized Peter back I'm the Christ you're the rock you're the Christ, you're the rock you're the Christ, you're the rock man you're the Christ, you're the rock you're the son of God I'm giving you keys to the kingdom let me teach you something since we are in the morning session the degree to which you recognize authority and anointing in another person is the degree to which they can give you keys to operate in that same authority If you hate your boss, they can't get you to run the the company. If you're dissing your boss behind, if you are in the corridors, they they can never promote you. But now, behold, I give you the keys to the company. If, If you think I'm a brute, useless devil, there are no keys to the company around here. Yeah, that, that, is, that is across all sectors of life. If you don't recognize the anointing of your pastor, they can never get you to run anything. If you don't recognize the authority of your parents, they cannot give you the family estate to run it. If you don't recognize the lordship of Jesus and his anointing, you cannot have access to the authority of the kingdom of heaven. Do you understand that? So in anointed spaces like this one, that's why you see we take time to recognize the pastors, the cluster leaders, the, the MC leaders, the court shepherds, because recognition births recognition. It's mutual recognition. That's why God is terribly, terribly, terribly hurt by disunity because disunity is a disrecognition. And that's why disunity tears things apart much quicker than anything else. And gossiping and whatever. Do you understand? Ananias and Sapphira failed to recognize the anointing on Peter's life. They thought they could come because in their minds, this is another man. Let's go tell him it's a different figure. They just died. Because Peter, do you know what Peter told them? Ananias. How is it that you were not afraid to lie to the Holy Spirit? But I'm talking to Peter. Why do you say I'm lying to the Holy Spirit? Why has Satan filled your heart? Now, this is a Christian, by the way. A tongue-talking Christian who was part of the Pentecost revival. But Satan has filled his heart. Because sometimes we might think Ananias was an unbeliever. Why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit? Verse 5 says, Verse 5. Ah, uh verse four, 4. I don't like verse 5. You have not lied to men, but to God. But I'm talking to men. I'm talking to Peter. How do you say I'm lying to the Holy Spirit when I'm talking to Peter? How do you say I'm lying to God when I'm lying to Peter? Because you don't recognize the anointing the Holy Spirit that rests on Peter. That's what you get. But Peter, who recognizes the anointing that rests on Jesus, what does he get? Keys to the kingdom. Yeah. When, when 18 years ago when Pastor Ari walked down the aisle to recognize me, as her husband, I gave her kiss. No, 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 no. Some of you that I didn't say kiss. I said keys. Some of you are giving kiss to people who haven't even recognized that you are husband or whatever or wife. Very bad strategy in life generally. Can we proceed? Now I want, I want to apply this verse a little differently from that. But I, that's always incredible wisdom. The principle of recognition. It works in your life anywhere, any day. The more you recognize the greatness in others, the more they will recognize the greatness in you. If you appoint yourself as the one anointed and appointed by God to tear down others you'll be turned down. But he says something here. Blessed are you, Simon Bajona. And here now we could replace Simon Bajona with you. Blessed are you, Evelyn Wakaba. Blessed are you, Emmanuel Okulo. Blessed are you, Stephen Senyonjo. Blessed are you, Dr. Nachi. Nancy. Blessed are you, Tell your neighbor, blessed, yeah. blessed are you Elizabeth Sebombo, whose anniversary is today. Yeah. Blessed are you Ariho Kamara, blessed are you Phil, Philip Tasovia, Roxana Aliba, Ronan and Matheson. Bless. Blessed are you, Solomon. Blessed are you, Claire Otierno. Blessed are you, Dennis Mahande. Blessed. I've just talked about those who I'm sure are saved. Blessed are you. Okay, no, 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 no. You're all saved. It's a joke. Blessed are you. I, if I name everyone, that will be the whole sermon naming names. But blessed are you. your name. Why do you put your name? Because at this point, as far as my records are concerned and my experience of you, you have recognized Jesus as the Christ, as the Son of God. Or is there anyone who hasn't done that yet? You have already recognized. Peter. For Peter, it was a revelation because it had the mean thought. For you, It doesn't need to be a revelation. You were taught, you gave your life to Jesus. Why did you give your life to Jesus? You recognize him as the Messiah, as the Savior, as the Anointed, as the Son of God. Is there anyone here, you're a Zono pastor, you're a God shepherd, you're a mission committee leader, you're a a location pastor, but you don't know that Jesus is the Son of God? Because we need to correct that quickly. You recognize him as a son. Davy, are we okay? <laughs> we are not confused about who the begotten son of God is. The one who died and was resurrected. That is Jesus. So, now Jesus is telling you, are you there? Yes. Have you recognized him as the son of God? Yes. Now he's blessing you. He's saying, first of all, Ariho kamara, you're blessed now that you recognize him as the son of God because this is not by logical research this is by revelation do you know that you got saved by revelation you didn't get saved God is not researched God is believed the people who have set out to research God are still researching and they failed to believe God is believed The just shall live by faith not by sight research is based on facts faith is based on the word of God. He says, you're blessed for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, my brother, my sister, but the father who is in where? Well. And then he says something. Ah! He says, I also said to you, whatever your name is, that you are a rock Paul, you're a rock. Angela, you're a rock. You're Peter. Peter is not just a name. It means rock. And it says, on this rock, which rock? You, the one who has recognized Jesus as Lord. I will build my church. Jesus can't build his church without you. Yeah, I know some very clever people. Very clever people. You see some people, they started themselves into nonsense. Have come up with the idea that the rock is not Peter. The rock is the revelation that Jesus is the son of God. Carly, let's assume that's the rock. So you have the revelation. Do you have the revelation that Jesus is the son of God? Okay on that revelation is going to build his church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it Jesus is not going to go to mitiana to plant a church to gayaza to plant a church to bulindo to plant a church no You're not going to find Jesus riding a bicycle to wherever to plant a church. It is going to be people who recognize him as the Lord, the Messiah, the Son of God who are going to go there wherever that is. Lay their lives down and say, God, you can build something on this little life here. That's how it works. the greatest result of your faith in Christ will be a church you plant, I think. I don't think, I, look, I told you yesterday, I've lived your life already. I've done all the other things that you're doing. But some of you haven't lived my life yet of planting a church and seeing the significance that comes with that. So you cannot be talking about the thing that you haven't tried out and saying that it's less desirable than the one you have because you have no experience of it. Me, I have the experience of not being a a church planter and one of being a church planter, and I know by a thousand percent not planting a church is much, 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 incredibly much less desirable than planting a church on this rock on this rock I said to you you say I'm the son of God? Are you sure? No, I said to you you're a rock and on this rock I'm going to build my church and as long as you allow hell will not prevail as long as you play games here I am a sweeper I'm a arranger. I'm a what? Hell keeps prevailing. And you, all you need to do is read the papers and social media, and you'll see that hell is still prevailing. Why is hell prevailing? <coughs> People who claim that Jesus is the Son of God have refused his invitation to become a rock. But as of last night, the responses were good. I'm just here to push over the cliff those who are still resisting. And what will happen? I will give you the keys. To those who recognize and do the thing, what does it say? I will give you the what? the keys to the kingdom of heaven whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven whatever you loose on earth will be lost in heaven these keys are only for those yeah stop distributing scripture to people that don't whatever you bind on earth will be bound no that's why nothing has happened Yeah. When you're a discipler, hmm, you can bind things on earth. You can release things on earth that are of heaven. When you're a discipler, you can stop men mistreating their wives. You're binding. Yeah, you just say, "Men." We hear that you beat your wife. Eh? Yeah. We, we are going to come. We will remove that pressure from your cut tyres, What pierce, pierce them, and and, and and take your phone and crush it. And then you say, no, I've refused. You can't do that. You are not the police. You say, okay, now you are no longer part of us. Go away. We commit you to the devil. Yeah. I'm telling you, that's biblical, committing people to the devil. When you lead the church as big as I lead, what options do you think you have? Going around begging everyone to treat their wives well. No way. I just commit you to the devil... Before you know it, you're begging your wife for mercy. I know some of you, you, that didn't sound so good to you. But because you have never been a mistreated wife, so you don't understand. <laughs> Am I preaching good? I can release as long as I've laid down my life to say, Jesus, build on this one. And you're a member of the church that I've um, set up. And I tell you, everyone, you're going to do something for your parents this month, which is biblical. Honor your father and mother. And you refuse. Yeah, you immediately start reaping the results of your rebellion. While those who are honoring their parents They are coming back with testimonies Oh my God Yeah, People are testifying You are bringing prayer requests I told you honor your father and mother And you refused So you reap the benefits of refusal More prayer requests In that way I can what? I can lose heaven on earth by making sure that every parent of a worship harvester is honored. Today is what date? 8th. So now take that as an instruction. Yeah. Let's just test the concept. Yeah, October, if you don't honor your father and mother, you're going to see. I'm telling you. Yeah. You try me. Yeah. Because I'm not telling you to do something that's not biblical. So go honor your father and mother and you'll see what's going to happen in your life. Now, you be like me. I am the one who doesn't recognize the authority of that guy. I'm not going to do anything for my father and mother. You'll, you'll see. Just wait. Wait for proper to end. Don't do it. Then watch November and December. Yeah, you know, some people they only understand contrasts. Because if I tell you all the advantages of doing it, you'll still say, yeah, that's so nice. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, me not. Not this time. For me, I usually honor them in January. Now, I'm telling you, you're going to do it in October. And, listen to this. Pastors, pastors, follow up. Yeah, follow up. All your disciples, they should follow up. All their disciples, they should follow up. Oh, to the last person in worship service, they must show evidence that I sent honor to my parents, this one's physical, earthly, yeah, this month, yeah, I'm losing heaven on earth. Why? I laid down my life to plant the church. You think I can get, I can, you think I can get all those probably 30, 40,000 parents honored if I was still doing architecture? <laughs> I can't, but now I'm telling you, I'm instructing you, and the instruction is coming with a consequence. Yeah. it doesn't always come with a consequence I've instructed you in this before many of you have fed my whatsapp number those who have it please stop sharing it with people with testimonies so much so that we, are going, we have decided to write a book on honor it's coming out next month no this month this month not next month I wrote it already it's not that I'm writing it now I wrote it already But I want, I'm just trying to demonstrate to you what happens when you lay down your life and say, Jesus, this little flesh that is struggling with whatever, do something, do something, I'm laying it down. The instruction I just gave you, if you're a court shepherd, you know you can instruct that to all your cohort? Yeah, you can bring heaven on earth in your cohort if you're a mission or community leader, you can tell all your MC members, we are honoring you. Don't, don't tell them anything that's not in the Bible, because then your, your authority is finished. Yeah, it's not going to work. But it's, it's biblical. Honor your father and mother. Just go find them. Oh me, my father and mother died the other year the, And there the are other elderly people in your family. Those are your new father and mother. God do it. You can do that. That's what it means. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you lose on earth will be lost in heaven. That's authority. It's only given to those who become the what? The rock. Who lay down their lives so that Jesus can do something with it. Amen. Where are people not excited? You don't want to honor your father and mother. Huh? I tell some of you, I got a testimony from a very good friend of mine here, who is even here. He had, he has a cousin. So when they grew up, this cousin, I think their parents died, so their their parents raised this cousin in their house as one of them. This cousin started honoring their parents, instead of them. For them, they think, this is daddy and mommy. They have everything they need. We know their lives, they don't need anything. You know, this other person who was just raised in the house started honoring, that person is in billions now. They shellacked so much, by the time their eyes were opened. Because now the other cousin decided to build their parents a house. While for them, these are our parents. My God, you're there not honoring your father and mother. Some guy there is going to come and honor your father and mother and just take your blessing. I'm telling you, when God is determined to fulfill his word, he will use people outside. Mm. So before someone adopts your parents... Uh, That's not the main point. I need to go on. What the keys? The keys? The keys? I will not finish this sermon because the time is up. But the keys. If you want keys to the kingdom, first recognize Jesus as Lord. Jesus as the Son of God as the Messiah. Next, just take it for granted that he has already bestowed upon you rockness. But some of you, you are that rock which has just refused to get uh, the the things going. And so you're missing out on changing the world. You're missing out. People are changing. People's lives are being changed. I got a, a, a... A testimony. Okay, not a test. I've been getting so many testimonies, so many testimonies from worshipers Busega, worshipers Kamoli, Fort Porto, everywhere. <laughs> yeah, this one one of the people that Pastor Desire is discipling in Kamoli, she flipped. Yeah, the husband who was a Muslim came and said, "I want to get saved because I don't know what you, I don't know what you did to my wife." She's no longer abusing me. You know when a wife stops abusing the husband and everyone in the house until the husband is like, I don't know what you did to my wife. So, whatever it is, you guys are doing those ends. I want it. Yeah, but what enables Pastor desire to change the destiny? Because yeah, it's not just one wife abusing the husband. There are children in the picture. What are they going to pick up? What are they going to pass on to their children? You you find generations. They repair the desolations of what? Generations. You've just saved generations of abuse, family abuse, by planting a church and making disciples. We don't want to close this broadcast without, first of all, giving you an opportunity to give your life to Jesus if you've never done that wherever you are, whether in the room or online, or if you're watching with friends and you've never given your life to Jesus. This is your time. This is your moment. The Bible declares that with the heart you believe unto righteousness, but with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And so I want to lead you in a prayer of confession to confess unto salvation wherever you are just say lord jesus i give you my life i acknowledge you as the christ the messiah the savior take my life and do something significant with it amen if you pray that prayer we believe you're born again We want to get in touch with you to help you on your new journey. The number is 0775 642 449. Please get in touch with us. We want to walk this journey with you. For the rest of us, you've had this message, respond to it. If you haven't yet sent that message to your pastor, eh? in fact, some of you, you sent a general message I want to serve the Lord. Now, this morning, I want you to be specific. I want to plant a church. Yeah? So, thank you for last night's messages. Those who are going to serve the Lord, we have a whole list. We know. Now, this morning, and I'm not being redundant in case you think I am. Send a message to your pastor. I am ready to plant a church. And here is the last word. Now. Now. Yeah, that should be the last word. We are not talking about planting in uh, two years, three years. By that time, God will have all these ten- teenagers will now be young adults and they'll be planting them in thousands. So your chances are running out. Yeah, you send the message to your pastor and say, I'm ready to plant a church when? Now. That's that's the response for this morning. Even the people up there in, in the balcony, those. Yeah, those ends. Yeah, even those ends, and even those ends, and these ends, and these ends. That's the message you're sending. What message are you sending? And, pastors, you're forwarding those messages to me. I was going to say, I won't eat dinner, but I realize we are fasting, so just send me the message anyway. Amen, guys. A little one. There is if you are in this church and you really love God, there is nothing in this church that hinders you from becoming a thousand. It's not there. Not in this church. And let me even tell you something funny. There's nothing they used to say about Uganda that we are the most entrepreneurial country. I think now we are the second most entrepreneurial country, which means that the moment you leave Uganda, starting a business just got harder the moment you leave Uganda. Yeah. You have to go to Peru. That's the only one where they are better than us. Anywhere else, it's going to be harder for you to start a business if you leave Uganda. That's why you have a lot of people arriving in Uganda they are willing to go through that thing of piercing your nose for COVID test to start businesses. Pastor Angel, I send you greetings. Now, here is what I will tell you: the moment you leave worship harvest, it just got harder for you to start a church. Yeah, I don't know any church where that it's the easiest thing to start a church here. Uganda, Uganda, some people have started Richard Mugisa. Uh, Jose the Great, Doreen Miti Florence Narubale, Desire Zebia, Mark Minana. Just ask anyone. It's like Mark was here in January for New Dawn, and I was talking about church planting. Oh, guys, you're going to plant? like, hey, I'm the people are going to plant churches. And he was wondering, he was really praying that the people God has got to plant churches what? Respond to, to when I was making that, right? The, the, the true story. Yeah, Paul is here. She'll tell you, like, yeah, man, the pastor is talking about church planting. Those church planters had better respond. <laughs> now he's the pastor of Worship Harvest, Fort Poto. <laughs> Where is Mark? Where is Mark? Yeah. There is a man of God. He's pastoring a city. So some of you, I'm, I'm making this altar call for church plants. I'm saying, send a message to your pastor now. And you're there imagining, I hope people are sending. I hope people are sending. We'll be laughing at you. In only four months, you'll be a pastor and we'll all be laughing at you. I hope people are saying. It. Now let me let me say this. If I'm not saying, I wish everyone could plant a church in worship office, Honestly, that's my heart's desire. Yeah, but some people I think their clock is running out of time, and for some people it's an emergency in the spirit. Now, for those of you who are just there, you're even thinking of your next appointment at office while I'm here. Maybe, May, you, no sleep, no. You're going to be bothered, eh? Yeah. Rodriguez, I send you greetings. No sleep. Uh, <laughs> I'm telling you, these things, people, things are happening to people. Yeah. God is talking. God bless you. See you at 12:30 p.m.